WCB Newsline Unleashed. On this episode of the Newsline Unleashed, we take a look at the committee who is responsible for bringing you the Newsline. We'll take a look at the members, the history, and how it all got started. So I'm Heather Mears. I am co-editor. I am the content editor part of that team. This is, I think, my fourth year on the committee. I do a little bit of everything. I have a column called the Cheshire Cat Interview, and I like to feature different people to let people get to know other people they may not know much about. And I just enjoy writing and I enjoy collaborating with lots of different people. I'm Reginald George, and I'm the uh, other half of the uh, editing, and I'm the rebel of the committee. I am in uh, Yakima, Washington, and I work for Department of Services for the Blind as an assistive technology specialist. And I, I came to the committee after Sioux Amateur passed, and I was sensing that there was a hole there. They didn't have very many people and I had never done a lot of writing or editing or anything, but I wanted to help out. And I knew that I knew something about the technical side. And now I work with Audiobook Ministries that, that puts our audio content out there, a nonprofit, and help to line up people that help us with proofreading and the large print edition and uh, trying to get all the different formats together. I never really expected to be a, an editor, but I kind of enjoy it and trying to uh, find new authors, you know, for the publication and everything. And I think we've had a lot of fun and come a long way, I think, in three years. I'm Chris Coulter. I've been on the Newsline Committee a couple of different times. It was a, a whole different ball game then because everybody kind of was flying by the seat of their pants in, and now we have themes and my position on the committee is basically help with the editing and I do hats off and that's probably about it. I'm Denise Colley and I actually have been on the newsline several different times. But this year, I haven't been really active due to health issues, and I'm coming back now, and I'm very excited about being back. Um, when I was doing the newsline um, initially for this time period, I was doing bits and pieces and hats off and the calendar, um, some editing when I needed to. And I have in the past been actually been newsline editor. I am very excited because I think my greatest claim to fame is I've had, had the distinct privilege of finding and coercing at times and twisting arms a little times the two best newsline editors we ever have had. And um, I, as president, got to appoint them to this committee as our editors. And I think the newsline has taken several leaps uh, since that time. So thanks, guys. Hi, I'm Beth Granberg from Vancouver, Washington. I uh, primarily do the blog posts kind of part of the newsline. I've been on the newsline for uh, two years, I think, or two and a half years, something like that. I, I joined um, WCB in, in 2011. 
the one there was actually a, a WCB convention here and, and I had uh, emailed Cindy about being interested in WCB that I was excited that the convention was coming to my hotel. I work at the Hilton in Vancouver and uh, started a chapter here. And then I, even though the chapter that was here that we had formed uh, dissolved, I, I kept staying involved um, with committees and stuff like that. And I've been on several different committees. Um, I had signed up for uh, this year. I'm working on governmental affairs and newsline and um, convention. I think it was Reg had reached out to me about uh, um, maybe writing articles about the doing blog posts because I had posted some interesting articles onto the listserv um, that I had found um, through a ADA uh, website stuff that I have been getting. So, and we're gonna keep her too. <laughs> now that we got her. Hi, I am Tristan Breitenfeld, uh, currently living in Yakima, Washington. I am the newest member of the Newsline Committee. This will actually be my first issue to actually work on this summer issue. So um, I'm going to be editing articles for Newsline, which I'm very excited about because I am one of those strange people that kind of enjoys making sure that writing sounds good and is grammatically written. My name is uh, Lukash Uniak. School just ended, so I guess I've been a sophomore at Bishop Blanchett High School, and I'm going to be a junior next year. Uh, and I do the uh, youth column for the Newsline. My name is Zachary Hertz. I am the podcast producer for the WCB Newsline Committee. I've been on the committee for a couple, few months now. I've been producing and editing the, the podcast episodes and helping with editing articles. In my personal life, I'm a CEO of a company that focused on accessibility products. And I have a deep passion for organizations that are member ran. So WCB is right on my alley. Let's take a look at how the newsline got started. Actually, when I joined WCB, and heard about Newsline, it was in 1999, and Peggy Scholl was the editor, and she'd been editor for quite a while. But the Newsline did exist back in the mid-70s, and uh, you can find, just ask Carl Jarvis, he'll, he'll, <laughs> he'll send you a bunch of stuff. There, there's lots of the uh, articles from the old, the first Newslines, and in fact, those were NFB Newslines. There's a whole lot of history behind it. If anybody is really interested, there's lots of stuff that the History Committee is putting up on the website that you can go and read. I had an amazing conversation with Peggy Scholl a couple years ago while she was still with us. And she was telling me, I think she was editor for like 10 years and the process that they used oh, yeah. was all over the phone. I mean, they did the whole thing over the phone. That's incredible to even fathom how well, everybody everybody typed their articles and snail mailed them and then the way the editing was done was they would all sit around Peggy's table and a sighted person would read and then every each person would somehow get edits put together out loud and it would take a whole day and I just saw, this is Reg, and I just saw on the ACB editors list, they're still 
at least in one state where they're still group editing their newsletter and putting it together that way. It probably mm -hmm. had a lot of camaraderie because you oh, get yeah. to see those people and you have to work really hard and, and everybody can catch different things as they go right. through the articles and, mm -hmm. and put it together. So it, it is a very cohesive um, way to do it. And ours as the operation has gotten bigger and we just started with the podcast team this year, but it's, it's gotten a little bit more complicated to, to manage. And before an issue comes out, we have decided what the, the theme is going to be. And then we kind of make a list of all the articles that we've received and, and who um, we want to edit that particular article. And then I go back in and do a lot of final formatting. And then we have a couple people that proofread and then it goes out to the, to the uh, printer and then we send out the email version. So uh, a lot of different steps and we're, we're constantly trying to refine that process and make it uh, so that it'll be, you know, transparent to the next people that have to come along and do this because nobody can do it forever, you know, right. but we're, we're trying. <laughs> so what is yeah. the points uh, or the purpose of the newsline? What does it do for the organization? Really, the purpose of the um, of UCB Newsline and um, its predecessor, the White Cane Magazine, was mm -hmm. it is our magazine. It is what tells the story about the Washington Council of the Blind, who we are, uh, what we are working on. As we've broadened our scope, it allows us to branch out and write articles about things that are of interest to blind people in general and others who would read our magazine. And as we get the magazine out more and more and more and more people are able to read it, it allows us to, to really tell our story, which we haven't had a real opportunity to do because um, we uh, have not had up until recently a Facebook page we have not done a real good job about telling our story on our website. And so it's been the way we've communicated with, uh, with our members and with non-members and told them about our events and things we're working on and things we're doing, but also branching out now to themed issues where people really get to stretch themselves and write articles about things that are of interest to them. Yeah, this is Reg, and I think it gives our members a, a voice. And we get different opinions, and we can have that interaction, that back and forth feedback loop, for, for not a better word, between our readers. And, and so that they know that we're not all just one person, they're all of one opinion, but that everybody is welcome and everybody's opinion is valued and ideas and uh, uh, to kind of bring awareness to the next generations about the history of the blindness movement in Washington state. That's a part of it to speak to our, our younger members and get them involved in the organization. There's a whole lot of reasons to have a, a news magazine like this and to, to put a lot into it because we get a lot out of a lot out of it. This is Heather, and to kind of uh, bounce off of that same concept, I think that it's been really important to us as editors to get a very large, diverse cross-section of people writing 
in the news line so that we get all those different viewpoints, um, you know, and, and bringing Luke on board most recently, starting a brand new section just featuring youth and what matters to them is, is something we haven't done before. We've got a variety of uh, sections, different topics, different um, age ranges. We've just got a huge diverse cross-section and, and that's been really important to us. Some of it, it, it's always evolving, but I, I like that we kind of got into entrepreneurship and technology and science and some of these different things. Even when people from eight different agencies or from different states pick up our magazine and uh, they see that uh, maybe they get an idea of, for educating their kid or to get supporter that blind people really are doing science and we get interviews with people that are uh, doing well in different fields or finding ways to start businesses and i think it gives a lot of hope that they'll know that there's a network out there that they can talk to we put contact information for our authors of our articles in there and it's just trying to continue that dialogue and raise awareness of, uh, and, and raise expectations for everybody. We are all one committee, first of all. So all of us do a little bit of all of it, but, you know, as when we were going through introductions, um, we were kind of saying what we focus on. So I guess it starts with the creative process of, you know, choosing a theme. Usually Reg and I kind of brainstorm those together a little bit. And then we present it to the committee. Sometimes we might say, okay, these are the three options. You know, what, what are you guys feeling? Um, so we, we uh, kind of pick the theme. And then, like we said earlier, we go through and uh, think of different articles that would come in. And everybody kind of gets different assignments at that point as far as, okay, I'm going to reach out to this person or I can do this article. So it is definitely a team effort. Um, we have certain people that uh, focus more on the actual editing part of the articles when they come in. We have other people that work on more of the technical aspects after the editing is done, um, formatting. Um, we have the people that it goes to after it leaves the committee, uh, which is the printer, the visual editors, the, the uh, final layout. Um, we have the audiobook ministries that does the audio version. Uh, there, there are lots of little uh, moving parts. <laughs> so getting it all coordinated. I mean, every person on the committee and even off the committee that works on this news line has an absolute, um, very important role. So for anyone that's wanting to look at joining the committee, what type of roles, what are some of the roles that they can look at uh, helping so, out with? Yeah, absolutely. So we have definitely skill sets that we look for. Um, it is a very intense committee as far as hard work. Editing is a big part of it, you know, so you need to have pretty good uh, grammar, punctuation, spelling, or you could be a good writer, you could be a good person that's for outreach, you know, looking for people that you think would be good writers. There's lots of different skill sets. What do you think, Reg? I think all the, the roles are basically the same, but now that we have a podcast team of somebody, 
is really has uh, good skills in production or good ideas or does good voiceover work or, you know, there's, there's that part of it. But as far as the rest of the committee, uh, we all write, we all edit, we all have basically the same responsibilities. Most of the committees have a chair and like a vice chair. We decided to go with co-editors because it's really too big of a job for one person. Um, one person has done it in the past and uh, they've even said it's not easy because not only do you have to be good at you know putting the flow together and everything, but then you've got to manage uh, you know the budgeting and and making sure that people send their cartridges back in and getting the uh, things mailed out. And there's just so many uh, different parts of it. So we've been able to split things up based on um, the skills that we have. Uh, Heather being the content editor can kind of rein in uh, some of my crazier ideas and say, no, no, we're not doing that. (laughs) (laughs) That is not true. You know I'm all about the crazy ideas. (laughs) In fact, you know, that's actually one thing that we have worked really hard to do since we've been working on this is that we've tried to really think outside the normal, outside the box. You know, let's just not pick the obvious theme. You know, let's let's really try to stretch everybody's limits and make people think and and go, oh, wow, you know we're not just going to write about leaves in the autumn, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> just really kind of push people's limits and, and push our own limits. You know, we do have as editors, very different skill sets. I am on the far creative end. He's on the far technical end. So somewhere in the middle, it all gets done. Perfect. Um, I will speak a little bit on the podcast side of things as it is a fairly new part of the committee. Uh, I will say that anybody that's interested in it, I can teach you how to edit a podcast and produce the podcast to make it sound good. Um, So anyone that's listening that's interested in that side of things, reach out to the newsline and we can get you set up with learning the skills on how to do the podcasting side of things. And we'd also appreciate anyone who submits audio content for the podcast. So if you don't want to do the editing, but you have a really good story or good audio that you'd like to send to us to make a podcast, that is always welcome. And you can send content to the WCB newsline at gmail.com. We'll probably say that five times before this podcast is over. So just to clarify, because this came up the other day, is the word the in that email address or is it WCB newsline? At- it's the T-H-E WCB newsline at gmail.com. The things I think would be really interesting to share with people are number one, when they submit an article, then what happens to it? What's the oh, process no, that we have to go through? And my other thing is, I think it'd be interesting to share. For a lot of people, to submit an article is a scary thing. Because it's like, I don't, I don't know how to write. Not, it's probably not going to be good. And so to talk a little bit about what is it you know, we're looking for, first of all. But second of all, you know, talking about the fact that it doesn't have to be a scary thing. And that we're here to help you every step of the way and if you submit some some content and it you know you need help writing it maybe you have an idea but you're not a really good writer we can help with that we can help with cleaning up all of the formatting edit and editing and all of that stuff so just sharing you know how that whole thing works and why anybody really can submit an article it doesn't have to be people who are excellent writers I mean yes we want that 
and we want good content. But we really want to hear from you, the people who are listening, the people who read the newsline. Yes, I will definitely address that because that is really important, Denise. I'm glad you said that. We have tried really hard to loosen a lot of the scary parts, as in it can only be 750 words and it has to be, you know, punctuated and all that. If you have that ability and you can do that, great. But not everybody has that. And we still want to hear stories. So like just this last week, I worked with somebody that I really, really wanted an article from. And they were so excited and didn't feel like they could write it. So we had a phone conversation. We recorded it. And I'm going to do the writing based on the recording. You know, we, we are willing to work with people in whatever way we need to, to get your story out there. You know, if you want to write it partially and, you know, we can fill in the blanks or just do the actual, you know, hard things, uh, that's fine. We increased the word count to a thousand, which I say that loosely because as we know, a lot of us go over that even, but we decided that content was way more important than word count. And maybe that's why we're always 96 to 100 pages, but wow. It's all really good content. And we love it when we hear from brand new people who haven't written in it before. It's very exciting to just get all those viewpoints. Uh, so there's, there's nothing to be scared of. <laughs> I'm assuming the two editors are going to have a lot to say on this topic. So I'll put it to you guys. How does the newsline start from start to finish? How does it where the what, What's the process? So the, the, first part, the first thing after we choose the theme is we send out an email, a, a very detailed email describing what the theme is, possible things that you could write about. Uh, we give deadlines, you know, you usually have about a month to six weeks from the time we send it out. Um, so we send that email out and try to get the submissions in and we send multiple emails out after that to remind people, yeah, the deadline's coming, let's get your articles in. And then uh, when the submissions come in, Reg takes them out of the email. He's the only one that has access to that email so that we make sure that we're not assuming that somebody else uh, dealt with something. So he, he responds to the emails saying, yes, we got your article, uh, does his little magic on it to get it into the Dropbox. He and I work together on creating a list of everything that is either in the Dropbox or we know is still coming. And then we assign all of those articles to a specific person to do the initial edit. After that person does the initial edit, he goes through all of them again for formatting purposes, gets all the font and centering and all those lovely little technical details done. Okay, then we send it to our visual editor after Reg looks at everything. So then everything gets looked at again. So it's, it, everything gets looked at at least two or three times, maybe even four. Uh, so our visual editor goes through all of the articles and double checks them. And he's wonderful. He used to work for a newspaper for a very long time. So he's very good. We're very lucky to have him. After he's done with it, Reg and I spend about two hours working on the actual layout of the articles. So we have the different sections 
we decide, okay, we want this article to go in this section and then in within the section, what order we want them to go in. Um, so that's a process, but it's, I like that process. It's pretty fun. It's like putting all the puzzle pieces together. So we get the order set. And then uh, Reg actually does take over at that point. Combines it all, it all into one document in a template yes. so that all the fonts and everything uh, are already set up pretty much so that when I paste things in, it won't be too much work. All the articles already have headings so they can be navigated by a screen reader. Everything's all in Arial 16 point font for the text for the most part. And the, the section names are at 20 and the article titles and stuff are at 18. So we put it, put that all together, but I don't completely trust myself with that. So we have one more layer uh, person that goes through on the large print issue to make sure that when we print it out, that the links are not underlined or, um, uh, you know, and that everything's black and white on the, because that's just the way we want it. We want it with as least distracting as possible and, and uh, formatted well for people with some vision. Uh, once that's done, that's when it goes to the, the printer and the email version goes out. And we just try to get all the formats out as soon as they're available. We don't try to coordinate it and release them all at the same time because then we'd all be waiting forever. So, Especially just, the audio sometimes takes three weeks after they get the their version because they have to record it all. Yeah, and they're all volunteers and they only mm -hmm. are there like four hours a day, three days a week. So, and we're not the only uh, magazine that they produce. So then it gets sent out and we usually have about two weeks and then we start all over again. <laughs> mm -hmm. So we have four, four issues a year plus sometimes a special issue. Uh, what what are all the various formats that the newsline can be read in? Right now, we're mm -hmm. available in, in Word, and uh, we can give people a PDF if they need it. But usually the Word uh, version works better because sometimes we have pictures in there or audio links or, you know, it's just really hard to say. It's uh, up in HTML on the website. It's an unencrypted DAISY format, which is the format that your talking books come in. And those are MP3 files. And uh, unfortunately, they don't have the names of the articles on each file. So if you're trying to play that on a computer, you're just going to see a list of, of numbered files once you... But it, it's still in audio. You can get it on uh, an LS digital cartridge which is actually uh, cheaper for us to produce than the large print version. That's probably our most expensive format because each issue costs about four or $5 to produce, but it's worth it because then we can leave them in. When people finish reading them, they can give them to doctor's offices or other agencies and, and uh, maybe other people can pick it up and see it and read it and find out about Washington Council of the Blind, and then the email format. That's what about um, iPhone or Android? Through, through email. Through the email, yeah. okay. One thing I really like about the email version is that the table of contents, Reg has it all set up now. It took a while to figure all this out, but where we can actually on 
in the contents, click on the link to that specific article and it'll go right to that article. So if there's something you just want to read real quick and not get through the whole thing, that's doable. And I think one of the really exciting things too is that one of the reasons we used to have to have uh, articles, just a certain number of words <clears throat> was because we were doing them on audio cassettes and mm -hmm. four track cassette. And we didn't want the news line to go over one cassette. So we really were limited in the amount of space we had. When the National Library Service went to cartridges and we were able to do that, that allowed us a lot more flexibility because you can do a lot more on a cartridge than you can on four sides of a cassette. And so sure. that's what right. really allowed us to be able to expand, which I think is really awesome. Where can people sign up to get the email or to find the newsline? The WCB newsline at gmail.com. There is a subscription link on the forms that you initially fill out. You choose uh, if you want to get the Braille form, which is the national magazine and the state magazine, whether you want to get that by email or in large printer and audio. So I think everybody gets asked that question when they first become a member of a chapter or of WCB. Is each issue of the Newsline actually on the website like it used to be? Um, so you could just go on the website and there's a whole bunch of Newsline. Uh, yes, newsline. it's under publications. I oh, okay. Um, oh, great. The audio version is up there, not because it's easy to play on the computer, but if you know what you're doing, you can download that and copy it over to your stream or your phone and play the audio version like you would a regular talking book. Tune in to the next episode to learn more about the committee members. This podcast was made in association with Washington Council of the Blinds Newsline Publication. You can contact us at the wcbnewsline at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Credit for this production goes to podcast producer Zach Hertz, editors Heather Mears and Reginald George, and we'd like to extend a thank you to Kevin McLeod at Incomputech.com for his use of the song Life of Riley. Thank you so much for listening and tune in for our next episode or check out previous episodes.